welcome to Smarten Up, the show where we demystify the complex world of tax and provide practical business insights. I'm your host, Sally Preston. As a business owner, I know how frustrating it can be when it seems hard to access understandable information, particularly when the topic is as complex as the tax law. So in this podcast, we will explore topics to help you make smarter decisions when it comes to your business taxes, which will ultimately benefit your bottom line. Whether you are starting up in business or have been in business for years, this podcast aims to become an essential part of your financial toolkit. Welcome to Smarten Up, the tax and business podcast. My name is Sally Preston and I'm your host. So today we're talking about a topic that's often misunderstood or that people try to use to get a better tax outcome, and that's the taxation of your side hustle. So for those of you that aren't aware, I have a second job as a gym instructor. So sometimes I work as an employee for those gyms, but other times I'm a contractor, so I'm effectively conducting my own business. Many of you might also have a second job or a small business that supplements your income or something you might call your side hustle. So today we're looking at the tax consequences of this for you if you are acting as an individual or sole trader. The questions we will answer are whether you pay income tax on your profits or income that you make, and if you do in fact make a loss in your business, can you use that to reduce your other sources of income such as salary and wages? So let's get into it. Question one, do you pay income tax on the profits and income you make from that side hustle. Well, whether you pay tax on it depends on whether the activity is considered a business or just a hobby. So if it's considered a hobby, you should not be paying tax on this, but you'll also not be entitled to a deduction for the expenses you incur. However, if this is more like a business, it's generally taxable. But of course, that's going to be subject to our number two question, and we'll talk about that soon. The factors or business indicators that have been considered by various courts and tribunals to determine whether a business exists for tax purposes include whether the activity has actually started, has a significant commercial purpose or character, is undertaken with a purpose of making a profit or at least the prospect of a profit, is carried out in a manner that is characteristic for the industry, has repetition regularity and continuity, is planned, organised and carried on in a business-like manner, is of sufficient size, scale and permanency to generate a profit, is more precisely described as a hobby or more properly described as a hobby, recreation or sporting activity. So no one of those indicators is decisive on its own and we really need to analyze each one and consider it with what it is that you're doing. The conclusion is drawn from the general impression gained during that analysis. An individual can carry on a business of a limited nature, which is in preparation for carrying on a much larger business as well. So that's worth taking into account. Let's take a look at an example that's given by the ATO. So in this case, Angela is employed as a mechanic at a local garage. She helps her employer upload a few how-to videos on a video sharing platform to create awareness and drive business into the garage. No pun intended. 
Angela discovers she can monetize popular content and creates her own video sharing channel with the intention of making a profit. She uploads a video of how to fix machinery. When Angela's channel starts to grow, she sets up a production schedule that sets out the type of content she'll produce on a weekly basis, buys lighting and sound equipment to improve her production quality, asks a friend to help her advertise her channel on social media, paints her channel logo on the side of her truck to advertise it, joins a video sharing platform partner program and starts earning money from that and records all expenses from her content creation activity. Angela wants to know if her side hustle activities are a business. What do you think? So Angela looks at all her activities together. She determines that she's a business because she intends to run a business. She intends to make a profit to supplement her salary and wage income. She sets up a regular schedule for these activities. And she operates in a business-like way, has a plan, has systems for making a profit, keeps records, and she advertises and promotes her activity. So in this case, you would say that Angela's side hustle is a business and therefore the income is accessible and the expenses are therefore deductible. So what does it mean if your hobby is actually a business for income tax purposes? So let's go through how it might be treated. So if your hobby is a business, you will need to declare the income in your tax return. Now, there's a business section in the tax return for doing that in the individual tax return. If it's a hobby, any amounts you receive do not need to be included in the taxable income. Same goes for the expenses. You won't get to claim them if you don't report the income. But if it's a business, then all your expenses will be deductible, as I said, subject to what we're going to talk to in question two. And for record-keeping purposes, if it's deemed that you're doing is really just a hobby, there's not really any formal obligations to keep records. But if you do think it is a business or might be a business, you are best to keep your records for tax purposes as you would any other records. Now, an interesting question, though, is whether you're entitled to an ABN. So a hobbyist is not entitled to an ABN and cannot register for GST because private recreational activities, pursuits or hobbies are specifically excluded from the definition of an enterprise. On the other hand, if you're carrying on a business, you'd be likely considered to be carrying on an enterprise because to be carrying on a business is a stricter requirement. Enterprise is a bit easier to fit into. So if you're carrying on a business, you can get an ABN and the decision to register for GST is going to be subject to the thresholds. We'll talk a bit more about GST in another podcast. All right. So that's question one. So what I want you to do is if you do have a side hustle, is go back over some of those factors and look at what you're conducting and how you're doing it. And if it feels that what you're doing is a bit more systemized and formal, then maybe you need to consider that you might be carrying on a business. Okay, question two. What happens if you make a loss from that business? Can you use that loss to offset your other sources of income? Well, first of all, you have to determine that you are carrying on that business because, of course, if it's a hobby, then making a loss, which a lot of us when we have an expensive hobby tend to make a loss, is not even part of this discussion right now because it's not going to be reported in any way, shape or form. But if it is a business, then what happens if you're making a loss, particularly when you're starting it up, probably more likely to make a loss or in years it's a bit more seasonal. 
So because people were looking to take their business, their side hustle, and the loss they made and to use that to reduce maybe their salary and wages or their other sources of income, of course, laws came into play that restrict your ability to do that. And these laws specify that losses an individual generates from a business operation will not be deductible in the income year in which it arises unless certain conditions are satisfied. So unless you satisfy the conditions we're about to talk about, you cannot use that business loss in your own name to offset, for example, your salary and wages. So before you even consider these tests, you do need to be carrying on a business. You have to be carrying it on in your own name. So it's only really relevant if you're doing things in your own name, not in a company or something. And you really do need to be, have made a loss. Otherwise, this is not even a conversation we need to have because your income is reported as income. It's the loss we're worried about. Okay. So if the above are satisfied, then we look at these rules, which we call the non-commercial loss rules. So there's a couple of exceptions to categories that don't need to worry about these rules. And they are, if you made the loss from a primary production business or a professional arts business activity and your other assessable income is less than $40,000, excluding any capital gain, these rules restricting the loss being offset against your other income do not need to be applied. This means that you can deduct the business loss against your other sources of income. But if that's not you and you've made a loss from your business, you need to consider the following. So if your adjustable taxable income is over 250000 after adding back reportable fringe benefits, super contributions, net investment losses and excess deductions from non-commercial business activities, then you're not going to be able to claim that loss unless you fall into one of those exemptions. So income over 250000 is the first gate. If you're under that, and you satisfy one of the next tests, you might be able to use the loss to offset your other income. So you only need to satisfy one of these tests plus be under that $250,000 adjusted taxable income. Number one, there is at least $20,000 of assessable income during the relevant year from that business activity. Number two is an alternate. The business activity results in a tax profit during any three of the past five income years, including the current year. So if you generally make a profit from it, then these rules aren't going to stop you if you've made a profit from any three of the past five income years, including the current one. Or another test, at least $500,000 worth of land and buildings, excluding private dwellings, are used on a continuing basis in carrying on the business activity in the year. And the last one, at least 100,000 of certain other assets, excluding cars and motorcycles, are used on a continuing basis in carrying out the business activity in that year. So what you need to do is have your income under the 250,000 adjusted taxable income plus meet one of those tests. So know that if you started the business partway through the year, a reasonable estimate of the annual income can be made for the purposes of satisfying that first test, which was the $20,000 income test. So if you do not pass these non-commercial loss rules, 
then you can also still apply to the commissioner for discretion to allow the loss to be offset against your other income. However, I'm going to tell you that discretion will only be applied in limited circumstances and I'm probably never, but the circumstances are if there were special circumstances outside your control that has prevented you from passing one of those four tests above or because the nature of the business, the lead time before your business can pass one of the four tests to make a profit. So they're the only circumstance the commissioner will really consider letting you deduct that loss if you haven't passed the above tests. But if all else fails and you can't pass those tests in the year that you make the loss, you haven't lost it. So the loss you make in the current tax year is carried forward and reported in your income tax return. So you basically tell the commissioner, the ATO, I made a loss from this business activity and I've got this loss to carry forward. The loss will be eligible to be deducted in a future year against the income generated from that or a similar business activity. So you can carry it forward and then when you do pass the test from that activity, you get to take the loss to reduce all of your income. So let's run through an example because there's a lot in those tests. So Jennifer has a salary job and she also carries on the business of selling lingerie. Jennifer starts the activity on 1 July 2021 for the 2021-2022 tax year. The activity produces assessable income of $8,000 and she has deductions of $10,000. So the activity does not pass any of those non-commercial loss tests and the discretion has not been exercised by the commissioner. Well, there's a surprise. So the $2,000 excess is carried over to the next income year in which the activity is carried on. Now, if we wind forward to the next income year, she produces assessable income of $9,000 and deductions of $10,000. So again, she hasn't passed any of the tests. So she carries over the current year loss, the earlier year loss, and then in the third year, she actually passes the tests, makes enough money, and she can take those losses against the income she's made. So I'm going to give you another example. So let's say you started up your own business and in passing these tests and you made $100,000 a year from a salary and wage and then you started a business of, what could you do? Jewelry making. Okay, so you're making jewelry and you start to sell quite a lot. And you're making on the weekends. And so you're actually hand making them. You don't have a lot of capital equipment you require. So you haven't passed the $500,000 worth of land and buildings test. You haven't passed the $100,000 of certain other assets. And it's your first year. And so you haven't passed the prior years of income test. So the only one you can rely on is the $20,000 of assessable income during the relevant year. Well, let's say you conducted that business for the whole year and you passed and you turned over $25,000. But unfortunately, in the first year operations, it cost you $25,000 to run that business. So you still made a loss of $5,000. Now that $5,000, if you pass these tests, can be used to reduce your taxable income, which is your salary and wage of $100,000 by that $5,000. So that's how your business losses can be used to offset other income when you operate as a sole trader in these circumstances. But you do need to know those tests and you do need to know that even if you didn't, you can carry it forward until you do pass those tests for that business activity. 
So hopefully that's given you a little bit more insight into the two things that we can do with looking at our side hustles and our hobbies versus business. And remember, if it's a hobby, it's not going to be subject to tax. You're not going to get a deduction for your expenses. If it's a business and you make a profit, of course, the tax man wants his share. But if you make a loss, then you do need to assess yourself against those rules. Now, I would recommend that you get help from an expert because those rules aren't there's a bit more to them than the simplified version we gave you today. But just know that it's not automatic that you get to deduct your loss against your other sources of income. Well, I hope that's been informative. My name is Sally Preston, and that was another episode of Smarten Up, the tax and business podcast. I look forward to talking to you on a future episode. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Smarten Up, tax and business. I hope you found the information valuable as you navigate your entrepreneurial journey. If you did, please leave us a review and share the podcast with your fellow business owners. Remember, what we've talked about today is not a substitute for getting formal advice from an accountant or lawyer that is more specific to your circumstances. But knowledge is power when it comes to getting your taxes right, and it can also save you a buttload of money too.